The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney groom Kevin Hudson about his wedding at the Canada Pavilion at Epcot with a reception at California Grill and a dessert party at UK Lockside. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how Kevin and Sarah planned their wedding from Canada and how it all turned out. So welcome, Kevin. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. I'd love to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to be married at Walt Disney World. Sarah and I got engaged in October 2018, and the wedding planning started immediately. And then we were actually on a trip with my family in Disney in December of that year. And we had kind of been mulling about the idea of a Disney cruise for our wedding. And we thought that'd be a lot of fun, really unique. But we started worrying about guest counts and the feasibility of everything like that. And so one day, standing out looking at the water at Disney Springs, Sarah looked over and said, we need to get married here. Somewhere in Disney, we need to get married. And me being a lifelong Disney person and her being a a convert through me since we've been together, I was like, okay, if you're on board, I am 100% on board. So that was an easy sell on my part. And the fact that it came from her meant a lot. That's awesome. So how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? Well, so again, I'm a big Disney guy. My parents are DVC members. We go down together once every couple of years. So that was, you know, met with cheers and jubilation from my side. <laughs> Even a lot of my friends have become Disney people over the last few years, just through our recommendations and our tips and everything like that. So my side was on board from day one. Sarah's side, not being Disney people at all were a little apprehensive at first. And they were never against it, but they didn't quite get it. And so that was kind of the interesting part was convincing them, no, trust us, this is going to be awesome. (laughs) And did they think it was awesome in the end? Oh, they're all Disney people now. (laughs) We're one big Disney family now. So mission accomplished, if you will. (laughs) So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? It's obviously tough with the certain 
you know, capacity numbers. And so we knew we could only have around 50 guests. And so we had to start almost making lists of people. And I don't want to say top priority and lower priority, but we narrowed it down to about 70 people that we invited, including significant others and kids and everything like that. So we initially invited 70 and of that 70, 51 attended. Got it. Okay. Did you guys choose to set up a room block? Yes, we did. So we tried to get a resort in each of the three value tiers. So we went with Pop Century, Port Orleans, Riverside, and the Contemporary, just because that was kind of the home base for the wedding itself. So, Did you find that people chose one resort over the others, or was it pretty evenly distributed? Well, it's funny. When we were setting up the room block, we assumed most people would want to save money. And so we, our largest block was at Pop Century, and only a couple of our groups ended up staying there. Everybody, aside from a few who stayed at Contemporary, everybody ended up staying at Port Orleans. So we had to keep calling our planners saying, can we get a few more rooms there? Can we get a few more rooms there? So that was quite surprising to us. But it turned out really nice that everybody was kind of at the one place. And it's such a beautiful resort. And that was a good selling point for the non-Disney people, you know, for them to sort of arrive. And that's the first thing they see is the big the water scene and, and the atmosphere and the music. And they were like, okay, this is something else. <laughs> that's awesome. So how did you guys choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? So we got married on a Tuesday in January because I think that's pretty much the cheapest day you can pick. And so we, we didn't care about a specific day or even time of year. I mean, I preferred it being in January than versus July. Being a big guy, I would have been sweating by 8 in the morning had we gone on a hotter time of year. But no, we, we wanted to spend money elsewhere, so we really focused on saving money in that regard. That's great. Now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? That one was kind of easy for us, too. We, we knew if we were going to get married at Disney, it was going to be a Disney wedding. And so getting married in a park is just, the, as soon as I found out that was a possibility, that just seemed so cool. And we like to joke and have fun. That's kind of who we are. And so we thought, we're going to get people to fly down from Canada so we can get married in Florida in Canada. <laughs> and then in terms of the reception, again, we wanted it to be as Disney as possible. And California Grill with the view of the Magic Kingdom in the background, it's, it doesn't get more Disney than that, in my opinion. Because there are so many beautiful locations. You know, my mom really liked Seabreeze Point, and it is beautiful, but I think you can get married on the water in a beautiful gazebo like that elsewhere. You can't really get married in a Disney theme park like that anywhere else. Right. Did you guys add any kind of entertainment to your reception? Yes. Our top priority, because we were asking so much of people to come down, you know, all the way from Toronto for the wedding, we wanted to make it as fun and unique as possible. And so we had a hit and run cartoon artist, which was a lot of fun. My favorite story from that is we didn't tell anybody that he was going to be there. And that's kind of obviously the point, right? He sort of stands off to the side and does the great little cartoons of everybody. And so I had several people after the reception come up and say, I saw this guy writing stuff down the whole reception. Was he keeping track of things? Were they, were they tallying how many pieces of chicken I ate? And it was like, no, no, no. You'll find out what that is later. Because 
our whole plan is we're still waiting on our pictures, obviously. Uh, but when we send out our thank you cards, we're going to include the hit and run pictures of everybody as sort of a neat little thank you gift and a, a commemoration of, of the event. So I think that's an option that not a lot of people know about. With a caricature artist, the artist will set up in the corner of the room and then guests go over throughout the reception and they get their characters drawn and it's handed to them right then and they take it home. With a hit and run artist, it's more of on the sly, in the moment, without people actually sitting down for the artist. Now, do they always do it as a surprise where the artist gives the art directly to the couple or how did that work for you guys? I think how it normally works is that they actually will do it and then just very, you know, covertly hand the pictures to people. And so I think by the end of a typical reception, most people would figure out what's going on. But again, we wanted it to be a surprise gift. And I also think that the the best part about it is catching people just candid and, and being themselves and having fun. I mean, we have people dancing we have people you know we had a couple people who were at the bar all night so they had a a drink in their hand or you know he did a great job of just sort of capturing the essence of people without really talking to them or anything and keeping it so i'm not really sure how it works but we told him right at the beginning keep all the drawings we'll take them from you at the end because we wanted to do something special with them so that's great well we will have to hold this episode until after you've had a chance to actually send these to your guests (laughs) Oh, that, that's very true. I think they're going out soon. So so hopefully uh, hopefully it's not too long before we get our pictures because we obviously want to use one of our pictures as sort of our thank you card. So. Oh, right. Okay. Did you have any other entertainment at the reception? We also had a DJ. We originally were not planning on it. We wanted to save money there. We were going to have somebody run an iPod. Fortunately, we did not go that route. It was the best decision we could have made was to get a DJ. And then we also wanted characters. Again, we were going as Disney as possible. We wanted it to be a true Disney experience. And so originally I fought in the budget that I wanted Mickey. And my mom, who helped us with the planning, just being a Disney expert, was saying, no, 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 we don't need that. And I I kept insisting. Because I listened to a particular episode of your podcast and the bride was just so enthusiastic about making the choice to have a character and I thought she's right darn it if you're going to do a Disney wedding you need Mickey there and so I kept insisting and insisting and finally mom said fine Mickey's coming that was going to be your brother's wedding gift to you was to surprise you with Mickey and I thought oh boy have I ever blown that surprise but also yay Um, so I was excited about that and then when the time came and the DJ introduced our special guest not only was Mickey there, but Minnie and Goofy also showed up. So mom said, well, you blew the first surprise, so I had to get you somehow and uh, went really, really overboard. And that was that was probably the highlight of the wedding for not just myself and Sarah, but for everybody. So really, really glad we did that. That's amazing. Now, do you guys have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? Oh, my goodness. Where do I begin? It was hard sort of limiting this down because every item of food was just so incredible. That was another really easy selling point for Sarah and I was to do the wedding with Disney is that the food is just so incredible. And to be at the California Grill, that was the one the one disappointing thing about choosing California Grill is that you don't get to do a tasting session like you would at most other restaurants or venues that you could do your reception at. 
And so 180 days before our planning session in September, we actually booked a reservation for California Grill so we could go and just double check that the food was as good as its reputation you know, suggests it is. And our dinner in September was so amazing. We were like, oh, this is going to be great. So when it came time for the wedding, we went with the Barstow buffet menu. So a great lunch with a varied uh, sort of something for everybody. There was steak and chipotle mashed potatoes that were just out of this world. There was chicken and shrimp and a, an amazing mushroom risotto. So I can't stress enough how good the food at California Grill really, really is for a wedding. Like 95% of the people after the wedding said it was the best wedding food they've ever had and likely will ever have. So that, that meant a lot. And then sort of to make it, you know, at Disney again, we did, uh, and because it was at 1130 in the morning, we also had a Mickey waffle bar, which everybody really enjoyed. And then for dessert, we sort of changed a few items on the, the typical menu and got cinnamon puffs. Oh, they were just phenomenal. Like most things, I only got to have one of them, but uh, they were absolutely fantastic. These cinnamon puffs were basically fried pastry filled with a cinnamon mousse covered in sprinkled brown sugar. They were just absolutely phenomenal. I know somebody who had about eight of them. So <laughs> to say they were good is an understatement. <laughs> Can you tell my listeners a little bit more about the dessert party, how you chose the location, and if you had a ride mix-in? We did not add a ride mix-in, unfortunately, but we knew we wanted to do it at Epcot just because the new show was in, you know, we knew there was going to be a new show. So we thought that would be cool for everybody. And we just thought Epcot with the, the different patios that they offer either in UK or in Italy, I believe you can do, it would just offer the best viewing platforms we thought. And so we chose Lockside because that just fit our party size and everything most appropriately. And it turned out to be a great decision. And let me tell you, the food there was also phenomenal. We had bacon-wrapped scallops, cheeseburger spring rolls, and a donut flambe station. So all day, it was just one good thing after another. It was amazing. <laughs> Can you give me a timeline of how your day fit together? This was one of our concerns going into the wedding with the ceremony venue we'd chosen. Because we did Epcot, obviously, the ceremony had to be at 9 before the park opened. And so we were worried guests were going to be a little upset about getting up that early. And there was some apprehension from people. But as soon as we said, listen, Sarah has to get up at two in the morning to start her hair and makeup, they stopped complaining so much. <laughs> so Sarah was up between two and two thirty to start getting her hair and makeup. I was up around three. We did our first look in the lobby of the Bay Lake Tower at about five thirty. And then we popped over to the Magic Kingdom for a photo shoot at around 6 a.m. So this was another reason we had to be up so early. But the pictures that we've seen so far already are just amazing. We can't wait to actually get the full package. It was just amazing to be in front of the castle at that time of day in, in that sort of... It really did feel like a fairy tale wedding starting at that point. While we were doing that, the party bus that we had arranged started picking up our family and wedding party at the three hotels. And we met them over at Epcot at 7.30. We wanted to do our pictures before the ceremony so that afterwards we could all just head over to the reception and, and start having fun together. So we did family and wedding party photos and then some pictures of Sarah and I in the beautiful gardens at the Canada Pavilion. And then we had our 
ceremony at nine. I've got to say it's we kind of brought the Canadian weather down with us because it was the coldest day in four years in Florida. So the poor girls in their lovely bridesmaids dresses and poor Sarah with her arms exposed in the wedding dress, just any chance they could get when we weren't taking pictures or actually during the actual ceremony, they were putting on sweaters and putting on jackets, just trying to stay warm. But they toughed through it and, and it turned out really great. We did a really nice group picture just outside the Canada Pavilion with the whole wedding, all 53 of us. So that was a really cool picture that we, we got to share. Then we all got back on the party bus together, went over to the California Grill for about 10.30. We did our cocktail hour. We had a really nice mimosa bar, some appetizers. That was great. And then at 11.30, everything got rolling. So Sarah and I did our first dance. We actually secretly took lessons for eight weeks leading up to the wedding so we could have a nice choreographed dance, which nobody expected and, and were kind of uh, floored by. So that was a really nice surprise to give everybody. Then we had our speeches. We told everybody, listen, people are going to be hungry, so keep them short. And they were, they were short but sweet and lovely, and it was really nice. Uh, then we did our buffet. Uh, we did our parents' dances, so Sarah with her dad, me with my mom. We did the cake cutting, and then the characters arrived, and the party got started. <laughs> that was really, really, really great. And then we danced the afternoon away. We were really worried. We, you know, we kept thinking, are people really going to dance at a wedding at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? But that didn't stop anybody. It was, it was a party. It was great. And then so we wrapped up at about 3.30. We arranged for everybody to get back to their hotels. We said, Go get a nap, go, if you're still hungry somehow, go grab a bite, go sit by the pool, do whatever you would like to do. And we knew it was going to be cold at night, and so we told everybody they could change out of their wedding stuff and just wear the warmest thing that they had so that they were comfortable with the fireworks party. And then we started on the party bus at about 7.30, just picking everybody up from the three resorts. And then we had our dessert party from 8.30 to 10, and that was the day. And it went by in a blur, as they said. <laughs> so when you were planning, what were some of the areas where you focused your attention or your budget? You mentioned guest experience. That was our number one priority. Again, asking people to spend the money that they were going to have to spend to come down and be a part of this. Uh, we really wanted to make sure it was worth it. And especially for those people who had never been to Disney, we really wanted to show them a Disney experience. And so we actually planned a week of festivities and activities for everybody. The Sunday before the wedding, we had everybody meet us for drinks and food around the world. So it was kind of a big family, friends, Jack and Jill in Disney World. And we went to all the pavilions, had some fun. And there were actually 32 of us who were able to do that event. So I've, you know, it's been my dream to be in a group of friends and family at Disney that large and to get the response we did to it. And and we just could see people going, oh, I kind of get this now. And we're like, oh, we've started it. And then that continued to, we arranged to meet everybody at Hollywood Studios on the Thursday. And we all got on the Tower of Terror ride. So we filled up a whole cart on the Tower of Terror, which I just thought was so cool. And then on Friday, we planned to do Galaxy's Edge together. And so throughout the week, the group did get smaller, but... Even by the Saturday when we did Magic Kingdom, there were, there were still about 15 of us going around to the parks and doing everything together. And so 
again, group experience was really a must for us. And so focusing on the wedding itself, I think transportation was a big thing. It was a lot of money to arrange the, the shuttle for 50 people, but to be able to get backstage for both the ceremony and the fireworks party versus having the guests have to walk in through the front gate and 20 minutes through Epcot. We just, we had some older people. It was early in the morning or late at night. We just didn't want to do that. And so while it was a bit more money, it was absolutely worth it to arrange for the, the, the shuttle bus for everybody. Food was also another important thing. Again, the mimosa bar, the Mickey waffles, having a few sweet and savory options at the dessert party. We just wanted everybody to just be blown away by the culinary experience that is Disney. And then um, fun. We just wanted to make everything fun at the wedding. Fun and light and, and breezy. So again, the characters, the cartoon artists, doing the fireworks party, guest experience was certainly our key. That's great. Now, were there aspects where you focused less of your attention or your budget? Number one, and I can't stress this enough, was flowers. I mean, again, I did all of the planning for the wedding just because Sarah's like, ah, whatever, you, I, I trust you, Kev, I trust you. And she really does just because, again, I've been to Disney so many times and everything like that. But, you know, being the bride, she said, flowers are flowers. They're, they're always lovely. They're always beautiful. And so we, we stressed that we wanted the most affordable flowers for Sarah and her bridesmaids that we could get. And they came to us with a, our first quote, and we said, can we make them even more affordable? <laughs> and they did, without hesitation, and they were gorgeous. Honestly, I don't know what you could possibly spend more money on. I mean, Sarah's bouquet was as heavy as a bowling ball. It was just so full and beautiful, and it was amazing. And so, and then we were able to use all the bridesmaids' flowers on some of our tables at the reception, so that helped save money as well. One thing I will say, we did the rose petals on the aisle because I just think it looks so nice down the aisle. And it was so cold and windy that day that by the time we started walking down the aisle, they were gone. They had all blown away. So that was a bit of a waste of money. It, it, you know, I hope the guests at least got to see it as they were being sat. So that was a little disappointing. But so Flowers were just, number one, just as cheap as we can get them because we want to spend our money elsewhere. We also did that with our decor. My mom and my brother Darcy did a terrific job of putting together all of the decorations that we brought ourselves just to save money there. You know, having the daytime wedding in the California Grill with the big, beautiful open windows, we didn't need any special lighting or anything like that. And so we brought our own Disney touches for each of the tables to sort of keep the Disney theme and to save money in that regard. And then it wasn't less important for us, but I would say it certainly should be less important for anybody planning a wedding is any time constraints. Don't be worried about the time of day for your guests. They will have a good time. They will enjoy themselves and you'll save money to do things, you know, during the day versus at night. It, so anytime you can, save money based on a time, either day of week, time of year, or time of day even, uh, that really turned out to be very, very unimportant in the end. That's great. And for my listeners who picked up on the fact that you were able to have the cheapest possible bouquets and yet they were still huge, do you remember what kind of flowers were in them? We were not picky on flowers. We wanted white. So the base of them were white, and then they had hints of our two colors 
maroon, and steel blue. And so I could not tell you at all what the specific flowers were. Because again, we said, we don't care what kind of flowers they are, just use the least expensive ones in these colors. And I'm t- I just, I've never seen a more beautiful bouquet. <laughs> All right, listeners. Well, you'll have to check out the photo slideshow in the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com to find out which flowers they were. Yeah, if you, if you know, let me know. <laughs> so what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Uh, this one's so tough. Sarah and I went back and forth just trying to figure out the right answer for this. And we honestly could not come up with anything. I think our favorite memory was how well everything went. Honestly, other than it being way too cold, nothing went wrong. It's amazing how well they run the show, if you will. Our our planner, Diane, was just absolutely phenomenal, had everything covered. We didn't lift a finger from the start of the day to the end of the day. And so just how smoothly everything went was amazing sort of to encapsulate that was I think one of my favorite moments was seeing people's eyes light up when the characters came in and we only had four little kids at the wedding a couple nieces and nephews and a couple little cousins but the adults eyes just boom you know seeing Mickey and it was just so amazing to see everybody just become a kid again so that was certainly my favorite single moment but there were smiles on people's faces at 7.30 in the morning, all the way to 10 o'clock at night. You know, we had a a 15-hour wedding, we like to say, and there wasn't a frown or grumpy person in the room. And so I think just how well they do their jobs really goes to create a really perfect experience for everybody. So that's I think that's our favorite memory. That's awesome. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or maybe you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? Again, I would say worrying about the timing issues. We were worried people were going to be upset, and it did not become an issue at all. But we were also worried about whether we were going to have enough food. We had four different little finger foods for our cocktail hour. Obviously, the buffet was was immense and and unlimited, but we only ordered a a few dozen of each of the finger foods we had for the cocktail hour. And then uh, we weren't sure if we had enough variety for the dessert party. And Diane never once told us, oh, you need more, you need more. She, she assured us that there was going to be more than enough. Everybody was going to be happy. And she was absolutely right. We never felt for a second. Nobody, everybody said, there's too much food. It's all too good. And there's just too much of it. And so I think it goes to show that they are not going to upsell or oversell you on anything you don't need. Anything you want, they'll make happen. But that just really made us feel good about things that, we asked if we should get more food and they said no. So that was, that was a really reassuring aspect to everything. That's wonderful. Is there anything that you would have done differently knowing what you know now? At the ceremony itself, or the reception rather itself, there was one little instance. Uh, we had, uh, I'm sure everyone's seen, uh, the Up-inspired guest book where people put their thumbprints on and sign that. And it's sort of like the balloons over the house. We got the idea from Pinterest, really liked it. And we were disappointed that at the end of the day, we didn't remind our MC to remind guests to fill it out. So we missed a few guests on the on the sort of guest book. So it was a little thing that was like, ah, oh, we really should have brought that up to everybody and reminded them a few more times. 
And then in terms of planning anything, I would have chosen the Art of Animation Hotel instead of Pop Century for my value hotel. Again, we only had two families with kids, and I think Pop Century's a bit more family-oriented, where Art of Animation might be a little bit more adult-centric or adult-friendly, if you will. And I really didn't know much about that hotel. So if I could change one little thing, it would be to have changed my value resort. That's interesting. Okay, good tip. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I think my biggest tip would be trust your coordinators. I mean, they know what they're doing. Within 30 minutes of our our planning session, we were just motoring through everything. Our coordinator was guessing what we would want just based on our previous answers. And again, they never tried to give us anything we didn't need. They always adhered to our requests in terms of making something more affordable so we could spend money elsewhere. We stayed within our budget for the most part. Their recommendations, even for our bill on consumption at the the two drinking venues, so at the reception and then at the fireworks party, were spot on. In fact, they over-guessed, and so we got money back from both of those events. So they're really never trying to make you spend more than you have to. And so really, really talk with them so that you can make your budget work for what you want at the wedding, and they will do everything in their power to make that happen. That's fantastic. Oh, I can't believe I haven't said this already. Carrie, your your book and your podcast, I, lis- I listened to every single episode leading up to the wedding and got so many great tips, uh, not just from your extensive knowledge, but listening to the experiences that everyone in the past has had with the weddings. And so I, I can't stress enough how important and fun and essential listening to the podcast. And anytime we had a question, it was, I think that's on page 64, or I think that's on page 82. We had bookmarks and and earmarks on on, on about 100 pages of the book. It was just invaluable. And uh, I want to thank you for for helping us uh, coordinate and and plan everything. It was was really great. That's amazing. Well, I'm so glad that you found it helpful. Well, Kevin, I think you've shared a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding or a vow renewal at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Well, thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. 